Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Hey everyone, this is the Almost World Podcast. Bringing to you mind-blowing interviews with guests from all over the world. So settle down, relax, and enjoy the show. Oh yeah, by the way, if you like the podcast, please support Elmo's World Podcast on Patreon. Your support is what helps the podcast improve more and more. Three. Welcome to Elmo's World Podcast. I have my awesome friends here from the Philippines. Lance, Eliza, my first guest and several times also on the podcast. And Carla, so I have two first-time guests here. Hey guys, introduce yourselves, starting with um, Eliza. And then Lance. Okay, so hello. I am Eliza. I am a third-year philosophy major. And I'm 20. <laughs> I'm mid I'm like at the peak of my adulthood. Hello. Okay, okay. How about you, Lance? Um, okay, hi, my name is Lance. I'm a marketing student. I am at my late teens. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Carla? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl, a biology student and 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I want to start off the topic with this, right? So, you know, there was this girl who who started being friends with me. And, yeah, you know, she got, uh, she we became close, you know. But I guess time and everything just didn't work for us. But, you know what, let's just be friends, right? So, something like that. But... You know, we don't know whether or not life will do anything for us. So how about you guys? Um, what, what, what's happening with you, Lance and Eliza? How did you guys meet each other? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's English, right? Yeah, it's English. Okay. So, uh, are you asking or status? Yeah. Yeah, that just to, just to start us off, you know, just Yeah. Okay, okay. So Lance, do you want to say it or 
Sure. I mean, you know, you can see it. You can see it. <laughs> okay, so I think we're pretty good. Um, there's not much of a, like, of course, COVID isn't really helping the entire relationship, right? I don't think uh, the lockdown has been any help. But, you know, we're kind of strong. Nothing really changed. Um, and we try to make time for each other every once in a while, as much as we could, because ACADs and org life and other personal matters are really eating us alive. So it would be really nice to take breaks. And it's nice to actually take breaks with one another. So that's actually the current our current status like we're fine we're like best mm. friends we are best friends awesome awesome yeah screen okay uh well you, you guys are uh, i guess you eliza is a philosophy student right so um do you hold like yeah. weird views or just the typical christian views or something like different the agnostic how what's your beliefs right now currently Ah, yeah. Okay. So, um, I actually started philosophy as someone who really believed in God, like no doubts at all. I think, um, um, but now since I have been exposed to a lot of views, um, it was, there was a time when I had to reflect my views because I had to reflect that some of my views were toxic and through philosophy, through our classes, I was able to discern those healthy by unhealthy topics so right now i would say that i respect god i still acknowledge his existence like the judeo-christian god but i don't really want to be part of an organized structure uh so i can be considered a theist yeah. okay how about theist you bro agnostic. lance how's your faith going on going right now <laughs> oh yeah i'm doing good um just trying to balance my academic life with my org life and my uh, social life and with my family and in the things mm-hmm. that i want to do but do you believe in god like that was the question i guess okay sorry i didn't understand um do i believe in god yes i do okay and uh, although like you know um there are times like it's a developing relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So I'm not as devout as like, um, what, as I guess the others, like, uh, I don't pray the rosary every day. I don't even pray every night, but, but I can't shake it for myself yet that I don't believe in him. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the yes. point. <laughs> okay. So I guess, um, there are some people that don't have this like strong spiritual experience, right? But how about you, Carl? Like, you're an atheist now, aren't you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no. Oh, you're you're not. Why? Um, after all my experiences, I could say I do believe in God, and He guided me for where. For you know, to face all the challenges and to understand life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, you know what the problem though with religion is that there are stuff that 
the the modern age like more our moral code like can't accept right like for example in terms of homosexuality right most religions islam christianity they look at the lgbt community as like people in sin right but how do you like mix that with your own faith in god how about you eliza I know for me, I actually know a lot of people are like devout Christians, devout Catholics, and they still uh, they still adhere to God, to 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 the religion, to their religion, even even with LGBTQ matters in their minds. I don't think there's um, for them. I believe. I don't think there should be a problem with it because if you believe that God is ever loving is just is his name is literally justice there would be no problem in accepting the LGBTQ community but I think the problem lies within you know until where does the LGBT community um until or until um, until what, what certain acts should they do? So, I think for me, religion shouldn't be a problem if you view the LGBT as as something that is very common. It should be normalized. It they shouldn't be. St- treated as special because actually as special as they are they should be normalized because they're just humans with different identities now if you try to put religion um in front as like as like as like a filter to your own views in life especially in the lgbt community then there will be contradictions because um because it's it's like it's you're, you're trying to implement your religion to somebody else, which shouldn't be the case. You you, you um I think um you I sorry um there was a controversial news with Pope Francis in which he expressed his liberal view with LGBT community and it actually divided the Christian community as much as I saw. And a lot of people were defending him, a lot of people were against him. It was okay because that means there was a there was a there was something sparked um a revolution to uh, a revolution like a thought revolution. And it, it happens to be from a very Catholic, very close to God kind of guy. So, and what did he say? He was he was actually for LGBT community and the civil union, but he didn't actually. Um, it, his his message was vague. A lot there were a lot of interpretations. But what from uh, from what I interpreted from it is that he was for civil union. And civil union is for legal, for legal matters, because I think what we lack here is the protection from uh, protection of the LGBT community. Um, I don't think, uh, for me, it should be prioritized because they're not different from homosexuals. 
the people who say that they're different is actually, sadly, those conservative religions. And I, I can't blame them because that's part of their doctrine. But, but, um, but what I really want to prioritize, um, according to my beliefs, is that they should be protected as well. And that is um, Pope Francis' statement is actually an establishment of the separation of God and the state. You know, so I, it was like a revolutionary thing. And as someone who believes in God, I think Pope Francis's um, message was warranted because he was he was pertaining to the people of God, which was everyone, not just Christians and Catholics. Well, that's what I believe. That's the universal God. How about you, Lance? Like, so, do you have anything to say about yeah. this? Mm, yes. Um, since we're talking about God as this king of peace, right? God of love. Then I don't think there's any place in that. Like, at least I believe na. Um, there, there isn't any place for like hate against the LGBT, and then I believe that what they're asking for is fairness, right? So, wh why, how, how come these, uh, how come these, um, um, those that are not part of the LGBT community have these kinds of protection or are treated this certain way, but we are treated less? That's just how I see it. So I don't think um, religion should come in the way of like of morality. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would just like to add. Because if it does, then I think it's being counterproductive. Like, what's the point anyway of if you're trying to put your views or like religious views, especially if it's harmful, like, like people, uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, stepping down on people, not everyone, no, mm -hmm. let me correct myself, but then there are just people who kind of misinterpret the whole thing. So that's something that I'm really against. Okay, sorry, go on. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, how about you, Carl? Uh, yeah. Carla, you have anything to say? Oh, um, faith versus identity, yeah. I think it's no biggie for me because even priests allow marriage, religion, and not all married couples are happy. And just like what Ella said, even the Pope was enlightened. And you don't have to be straight to become a moral person. I think that's all. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. But, um, you know, if you really, like, do it, look at it from a strict Christian perspective, because we're all, like, Christians here, because we're all Filipinos too, sort of. So um, I guess it, it, the Bible does consider homosexuality a sin, right? Because, you know, like we were meant to be like, Ad, uh, like Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve, right? That, that's the position. But being a society, of course, that, that we want it to progress and therefore we have to respect each other's human rights or at least even if it's just socially constructed. So I guess it's more of just a political thing, and and the Pope, you know, and the Catholic Church is is struggling, I guess, because of the secularism and growing in Europe. That's why it it's sort of conforming to to what the public wants, and and 
that's what's the cat that's what the Catholic Church has been doing for for thousands of years now. It's been adapting. That's why there's been reformations, especially during the Renaissance, right? It there was the dark ages then and then you know they 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 fight they fought the with the intellectual era but they decided to adapt and that's what the church should always do you know in order for it to continue to be this be this big institution in a in a growing secular world but <laughs> you might you guys might disagree i think eliza has something to disagree um for the context of I think against homosexuality, I think you're um, pertaining to uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. No, I, um, it, it's just the it's the basic themes in the Bible. You know that homosexuality mm-hmm. is an abomination in terms of how the Bible presents it, right? So, so yeah. I did actually read an article that the Bible is outdated. Um, what uh, I saw, like a section. Hello, am I still here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I saw a section that it actually pertained to the reason why homosexuality was banned or like looked down upon because homosexuality was used to prey on kids. And that was what the Bible was against. Um, but then I'm not sure. But then it, it's valid if like that because I think it happens all the time or at least most um, oftenly back then. But, you know, it's not nice to actually try to view, like, the community from a book that's outdated. And, um, yeah, uh, especially if, if the people that you're pertaining to are not Christians. It's mm-hmm. not going to work. Yeah, I guess it's not going to work. Yeah, but that's why the church took that position, right? That the the Pope didn't legalize same-sex marriage for, in the Catholic Church. It just, you know, encouraged civil unions in law with same-sex unions. And so that's why it's still looked down upon or as a sin in the within the Christian church. And I think it. I guess it, it. It. There. There has to be more and more reformations because that's just what the Christian belief system is right now, and we just can't, you know, like um, change it that fast. How about you, Lance? Like, but personally, Lance, like, what do you think? Do you think homosexuality is a sin, or what do you think? All right, so uh, homosexuality for me is not a sin. It's still love. The only thing different is the sex between the loves, right? I think uh, uh, sexual violence is the sin. So uh, I think uh, I am I'm thinking because then uh, when, when I'm sorry, it's English, right? So I'm, I was thinking that maybe 
as uh, you know due to the passage of time the way that the bible was interpreted was subjected to like biases during those times so we all know that during those times we were a lot more conservative back then so i think a lot of the interpretation comes from there and i mean it doesn't it doesn't make sense for me if 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 our god is called the king of peace the god of love then why only for heteros right why not for all so that mm-hmm. it's it's that, that, that's all i really have to say like for me it doesn't make any sense to discuss more why we should hate on another group when we're uh, preaching a coach uh, a religion of peace right so, uh, well nobody me, says not, hate yeah. here right we we still we still love the or people if, you're, right? you're, or a sin or a sin there we go we, okay but you know why, like why are we going so far? What the, the, act. What, the act? What what aspect of LGBT are you trying to um, pertain here? Because it's broad. You're, you can talk about their it's identity. Mm. You can talk about yeah, it is broad. Um, yeah. So what is um specifically are you trying to say? Okay, like because like, basically this is what uh, a, a, a normal evangelical Christian, not maybe even Catholic, would look at homosexuality it's, it's just this the i guess it's the deformation of god's original plan which is and that is it's it's a man and a woman having a monogamous relationship in the name of god right and that's what it's getting deformed like distorted i guess in with within and that's that's what they call uh, homosexuality or I guess basically a sin so it's not just the act but even just an in the intent or just the thought of it you know that's what Jesus said right you if you think of a woman uh, adulterously even in your mind then you then you've committed it yeah. adultery right so it, it still apply it applies with everything like pedophiles you know thought pedophiles um, yeah, yeah murder it's, it's, yeah 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 so yeah because uh uh-uh. yeah okay go ahead but it's kind of strange because huh yeah, yeah. um because I don't know, like, let's say the basis is Ten Commandments and like killing. I think Ten Commandments are like, I think one of the good foundations for human rights. But then, you know, it doesn't really encompass homosexuality. It's for everyone, regardless of, um, um, of identity. So, like, if it, it, it's even gender neutral, if you ask me, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you should not covet your neighbor's spouse. So, which is why, like, it's really um, vague, I guess. Very contradictory. That's what you mean. Yeah, yeah, like vague. Every, everybody can interpret it from from mm-hmm. any sense, and I, I and I like um, at least the Christian Catholic Church. Um, they try their best to be consistent with those interpretations of theirs. But that's it. I think... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you know what I think, right? To- yeah. You know, when I I have a lot of, you know, uh, gay friends, you know, and how I look at it is that 
to me, like every person living on this earth is sinful, right? I'm sinful. No one is exempt from sin. And no, no matter what that sin is, like for example, if, let's say just if, homosexuality is a sin, right? Do I have the right to judge someone who is actively in that sin? Because I myself too am in sin too, right? But what I'm going to do is just treat them the same way with the same love, the same the same thing and treat them equally. But how I would look at the sin is that it's something that they have to handle for themselves. And I think that that it's something they ha- they have to settle with God, right? So if they, if they have like a relationship with Jesus and they're talking to God, they're praying to God and offer and asking God, like God, like if I if 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 let's say I'm a homosexual, right? And I'm if I am struggling with this sin, I'd talk to God and say like God, like if this homosexuality is a sin, what should I do about it? And so if they have this growing relationship then they will know what to do. But to me, right, being someone who's not, who who isn't involved in that kind of stuff, I'm not going to judge anyone. That's why I'm going to let them do what they want to do because I want a society with free people that, ha- that has respect for every individual's rights. And people do have rights to do what they want, right? That, that's how I look at it from a Christian perspective. But I still see sin... Uh, see homosexuality as a sin, right? The same way I would look at marriage as that should be just a man and a woman, you know, and I guess it, we, we all have our own beliefs, but what what do you think, Carla? Carla? Okay. Um, being homosexual is not a sin. For me, because it depends on the person, and not all straight people are respectable. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. How about you, Eliza? Um. Uh, yeah. Me. Yeah. Uh, first of all, um, it's. I think it's wrong to assume people have relationships with God. Mm-hmm. Why? It's even wrong to assume. I am, because they might have their different set of belief systems. Not all, not everyone you see as a Christian or a practicing Christian because it's a relationship. Yeah. Now let's say, um, yeah. So if 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 you're a Christian and Catholic, it's basically a relationship with God. But then, if you are an individual, it it depends because um. Because what you did was you assumed gays are Christians and they have some sort of relationship with God. Now let's say it's a it's a thought theory. It's a it's a thought experiment. What if I'm gay and I'm very um and I'm very devoted to God? Then okay, let's go to the next step. Then I talk to God, I pray, okay? Then what if God tells me that I should be who I am? Then there's then who are they outside of me to tell me what to do with my life? Um, mm-hmm. Because the goal here basically is to protect and love each other. And if, if we try to be discriminatory of people 
who just want to be themselves, then isn't that um then what's the point of sharing love and listening to gospels, listening to sermons, worshiping, if the problem is you? Um, what's happening here is that I think the reason why a lot of Christians and Catholics, um, they are divided in the view of the LGBTQ because their foundations are not strong when it comes to moral systems. Their moral systems are what um, is education school-based. Um, you have CLEs, Christian Living Educations. This is what you should do. We should not do. Why? Because God does not like it. But what about worlds? What about the possibility, okay, theoretically, that there is no God? Then who will be the judge? Like, So coming into sense, um, I don't think um, it would be super unfair if people judge each other from how they identify themselves. I'm sure it can also be um, a way to spread love, of course, because you have to, if you want to correct people, um, let's say, um, let's say, let's compare murder and homosexuality. Very sinful in Christian, in the Christian Catholic eyes, but they have degrees. Would you rather be gay or a murderer? How about you, Elmo? Well, I, I, I guess I'd, I'd rather be gay, but you know, like if it were if I killed someone really evil like Hitler, then I'd be a murderer. But I guess it's very subjective there, and it yeah, I guess- yeah, yeah. Like, see, even sins do have grease. If you kill someone who for self protection, are you sinful? Are you sinful? Will people judge you without context? There should be context. If you're using gayness to be like, to be, let's say, to prey on women, to be predators, then there's something wrong with you. Then there's something wrong with you. So I think you should judge people, but with context. Okay, it's it also applies for homosexual people. If you're using LGBTQ to just flex, to get more followers, be something you're not then i think i think there's something wrong with you i think yeah. i think that's the culture at the moment that really? people tend to like there are people um, like that they out yeah the people mm. there are i know someone or like some influencers who whenever they're caught into a situation that they can't really back out they come they're out. going to say they come out like why now it's a bad timing <laughs> you're just using that so that people would feel guilty about you and yeah. that that's something you should judge because that means their moral compass is low and they're willing to use other people i people's identities people who genuinely sometimes die innocently for it so that i don't know so that your sorry ass will be excused (laughs) but yeah so it applies sin also applies for him homosexuality homosexual people they're not just because they're gays Mm -hmm. they're not really um uh i don't think they 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 are exemption um Mm -hmm. Um, they're exempted from the law. They still should abide. If they're gay Christians and Catholics, they shouldn't. Um, they shouldn't 
they shouldn't do anything that displeases the God. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but then, um, but when it comes to the act, of course, that's something that that's really controversial yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, it is mm -hmm. a controversial topic. And I want to tone the topics down a bit and let's j talk about life. You know, like for me, like, right, my perspective on life is it's a, it's a one-time adventure that we can choose how we want to spend it but we can't take back what will happen or what is to come it's just depend it depends on how we decide and how we want to spend our lives and i would rather live my life risking and having failed than to have never risked at all and you know and never failed but how about you guys like what is your um Modo or something like I guess. Uh, what would be the epitaph of your life, Eliza? Oh, so basically, what's life? Yeah, what's or life I guess, yeah. Like, what, what is the meaning of life? You know, what is your general ideas, general ideas and concepts on life? Um. Um, since I am, I am, I'm really fresh from nature. I would probably say live dangerously. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's it's one way to enjoy life. I mean, like life is short, you know, and you don't want spending your senior years, if ever you if you reach it, regretting things that you could have done on your youth. But then, of course, there should be limitations to it. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like, I everybody should know the limits. It's fine to explore. It's fine to be adventurous. Enjoy life as it is. You only have it once. Because uh, in, mm. in the afterlife, you wouldn't know what's going to happen But, you know, you. like, sometimes, then, yeah, sometimes life hits us so hard. You know, like... We feel as if we've hit rock bottom, and there's no way to nowhere to go, right? And you know, I myself, I've like I've hit rock bottom so many times, and I've I've thought of suicide a lot of times too, right? And at one point, I was holding mm -hmm. these scissors, right, because I was in a was in a really bad situation, and I said like it, mm -hmm. I have no, like there's no way out of this. And if I do come out of it, mm -hmm. I will be in like ultimate failure and I wouldn't want to be alive at that point, you know, to face the consequences. But then the thing about it is just let's sleep over it. The next day, just just live it and it, it'll get better. It, eventually, it will get better. And yeah, sometimes sometimes life is hard, but the hard parts are what, are what actually make it the matter and i and i guess you know like i i thank god for everything that that has happened to me bad or not you know uh how about you guys like what how would you take like the problems in life lance how about you bro Hi, I guess the problems just take it in stride yeah i'm gonna complain about it i might cry about it i might you know, get angry, but if I can help it, I'll try to laugh about it because sometimes you can't do anything about it. So just laugh at the hilarity or like the situation that led you there. Like, and then, um, 
that's that's one way. At least that's how I deal with my problems. I just like, oh, you know, uh, it's happened already. Mm-hmm. But what's your motto in life, wrong. bro? Like, how would you this? How well, are you living life right now? I'm living life. Hmm, I'm going to say it, okay? So I'm going to live life. I'm living life safely, but then, because I'm not that fond of risking. But if I do risk, uh, I try to make sure it's a calculated risk to see if I can get something out of it later on. Mm-hmm. But I spend most of my time trying, I guess, to, you know, I, I like making people happy. So if I'm with my friends, I try to, you know, make as much uh, good pictures with them. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, for, for me, that, that's kind of, it's like, if, okay, um, going to go out on a leg here. So let's say you're an artist. The the way you surround your, yourself with friends, that's how you paint your life. So I'd like to make mm-hmm. it as good and that's as, cool. you know, as happy as can because yeah because because the, the way I see it is that it's much easier to be to be to be bad so that you can get what you want. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit harder when you're just trying to make everybody's lives a bit better. Like let's say a coffee with a friend you haven't had in a long time. I did that and then. I, I really don't know sometimes the effect I have on people, but then that guy came up to me and said that thanks for buying me coffee. Like it really helped me out a lot. So that it really makes yeah. me think that even the small things that might be inconvenient for us, because if you if you see, if you take it from another perspective, like why should I buy you coffee? Like that that's my that's my baon, or like or like <laughs> I could have spent something else for myself, right? So it's an inconvenient. It's easier to say no. <laughs> then, yeah, you sound you like a very people, friendly bro- guy, bro. Like. Yeah, and very sociable, I guess. You know, you must have a lot of friends. I don't, I don't know if I can say I have a lot of friends, but I like to keep. I, I value more like friends that I can relate with. Like you know, you know, they're not just there if they need something from me, or they're not just there in the good times. But okay. they're there for me when I. How about you, Carla? So. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Okay, so for me, um, life is suffering, but just accept and face those challenges to grow, you know, and look for the meaning of life, not just happiness, and okay. make the best out of what you have, you know, live, love, and die peacefully. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, but, um, you know, like, for example, right, I... Eliza said that life is uh, live life dangerously. How would you live life dangerously? That's that's really, I guess, contradicting with what Lance said. You know, because he's living life safely and with a lot of friends that in surround him. It, how how are you living life dangerously right now, Eliza? Um, living life dangerously with friends. I don't know, like how, no, just how do you live life dangerously, according to Nietzsche, I guess. Well, you have to experience everything. I mean, one of those things is to, sorry, discard religion who's limiting you from whatever there is. You could be homosexual that's living life dangerously while being a Christian. You're going out of the boundaries. That's one example. Um, but then today, um, one, one, I'm living life dangerously through doing things for myself mm-hmm. and not trying to be um, inside a box full of expectations because mm-hmm. 
it should be your opinion that should matter. But mm-hmm. just like Nietzsche, just like the noble man, you need to be limit. Uh, you know how to limit yourself. The noble man doesn't. Um, it should be limit. Um, not limiting, but it should be self-monitoring. It should be self-evaluating. It should always reflect because mm-hmm. a nobleman that just doesn't go wild, just go crazy, that's not noble. By nobleman, but you mean like the Uberman or something different? Yeah, like the Uberman. Okay. But yeah, there, there are also factors that... I don't want to be the ubermensch, ubermensch, because it's sometimes <laughs> not helpful, right? Why? But the idea of it is really nice because, because sometimes the ubermensch, um, th- there's a point where Nietzsche thinks that charity, generosity, um, humility, they're all weak, but it's not weak. Mm. It should be contextual. Like Nietzsche was, uh, he was, he was extreme. You mm. know, if he was very harsh, he was a harsh critic to the Catholics and to the Buddhists because they think that being mellow, being, being just right there, being weak, trying to succumb to the divines is like a weak thing. But sometimes for people, it's strength, and that's something I go against Nietzsche. But mm-hmm. what I liked about Nietzsche is that. He really liked the thought of just humans living and mm. humans being themselves. Um, humans will to power, you know, they... And what I like about it is that it pushes you to become yourself, to be more of yourself. Because I don't know, like, being Christian isn't a personality. I feel that when you introduce yourself and you say, Hi, I'm Ella, I'm a Christian. Uh, do you have anything other than being that? Yeah, you well, should have well, a personality. You should have. I guess being a Christian actually means more of like an identity, right? Because they say that they are in Christ. You know that their values are formed around this, these concepts. And I get, but you're right. It's not a personality, right? Because we have we have to have some individuality that people can distinguish us differently from one another. Right. So, how do you? What about yeah. personality? Like, how should one form uh, one's personality? I think I think being a Christian is a good influence to making your own personality, to becoming yourself. But it shouldn't be the whole thing. It shouldn't. You shouldn't. You should know how to distinguish yourself from being a Christian, or like because sometimes you know there are things that would make you ask. Would make you ask if. Is this like right thing to do? Because you can't just be conformed to one religion. Because I've experienced people who think Christianly, and boy, I don't think, <laughs> and it's very contradictory to what they're doing. But they believe that they're good guys. Like, you know, like what they're doing is good. But tell them something different from their beliefs, and it. And it goes crazy. So I think one should know when to draw the line because um, you have to, but then that's a problem because that makes them happy, you know. But Mm -hmm. sometimes it it affects people. It it steps, they step down on people. And that's something I think in any religion, 
um, don't really advocate for. Mm. Like, what's the point if you? You step sound down like people, you're going right? to so, be an atheist someday, Ella, Eliza. Who's that? Who's that? I'm not saying that to be an atheist is a strong um, assumption. You know, I have to be convinced that God is not real, but I am not convinced yet, and I want to believe that He is real because I believe in a creator. I believe mm. in the mover, the first mover. Mm. So, but then I just don't really like <laughs> the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the people. Let's talk like about people. goals, though, right? Like, you know, I myself, mm-hmm. I, w- I, I had this dream all my life, but eventually, when I was there, you know, it. Well, I, I, I wasn't happy, and so things went totally bad for me because it, it, it was, it went like a spiral down. Because you know, I went into the depression there, and everything sucked. So, yeah, I, I'm that now. I'm out of there, and now I'm, 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 I'm still going to college. But right now, I'm just, you know, my goals are determined by who I want to be right now, and that is myself. I just want to be myself, right? Because all my life. I've been wanting to be other people. I, I I would always look up to some big brother, and I want to be this guy or this this or this actor or this great person from history. I want to be these people, but I realized that if I were those people, I wouldn't be happy because the fact is that I would only be happy if I was my true self, right? And how about you guys? Like, what would be be your goals or your dreams and how are you following them how about you bro lance hmm. i guess oh goals and uh, goals in life yeah yeah what, what are your goals That's in life question. yeah how are you following it like what's happening there hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Cause goal in life, cause I could say that I'd like to continue being happy, but we can all agree that's kind of vague. Or, mm-hmm. hmm. Actually, that's I, a good question. I'll, I'll I'll tell you if I find it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then you're j- just living life safely. That's fine, bro. Okay, how about you, Carla? Um, I think you have to know yourself first. And don't rely on someone else's story. Okay, you you have to write your own because eventually you'll just if you know yourself and you know what you enjoy and what you're passionate about, you'll eventually realize what is your life goal. And mm-hmm. just be yourself, bro. Choose your fights <laughs> mindfully. Yeah, you know, Carla, uh, we we talk a lot, and she gives great advices bro like and she's a really good friend you you should you guys should talk to her if if you need any like you're in a dark time in your life but how about you eliza like how what are your goals how are you reaching them oh um basically the only thing that i ask myself um is what are your uh what are not your goals get mm-hmm. um 
because you have to choose your battles wisely mm-hmm. because every everything is an opportunity to grow actually if you see it like even if you're like given um the opportunity to kill it's it's a growing it's a growing it's a potential for growth but <laughs> is it a good decision would would you be would you regret it after <laughs> i mean you go for a, an opportunity that would make you not regret or would regret make you regret less and that's my state actually there's a lot of opportunities for growth neutral opportunities not negative or positive but neutral opportunities and you really have to think about them and really um and when when you think about them you really have to get your shit together <laughs> can i yeah. curse get your yeah. shit together yes <laughs> yeah because um because that opportunity will honestly and realistically waste your time it's going to mm-hmm. waste your social battery um it's going to waste your efforts and if you're going to waste it might as well make it useful might as well regret it less Mm. if you want to regret it yeah. so that's how i see my goals like yeah so you mean like to um, apply like the, to the art of war in it right like you, you have to look at the logistics the opportunity costs you know the the environment you're fighting oh. in in when like reaching your goals and deciding what opportunities you're gonna take Um, yeah, and to to apply art of foreigner, let's say in the wisdom of choosing your battles, um, you have to make sure that there shouldn't be any battles, because the essence of art of war is is not actually having war, but to avoid war. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you are going, if you have like an opposing side that's you know there's like. And you can sense potential of war, potential of bloodlust, blood, blood loss, I guess, um, and like um, decline of resources. Then you have to avoid that war. Mm-hmm. Like you have to to win a war is to avoid a war, mm-hmm. technically. But let's say if if let's say if if you are in war, then you have to destroy the other side internally yeah but what we're That's talking about here is the that the battle is you are your dreams itself right and you want to reach your goals and this is this is your daily battles and you can't avoid it no matter what you have to face if you face it if you want to reach your goals so but i yeah and, and you're right you know it we have to do it i guess effectively optimally in the and the and the, the to maximize our resources we have to minimize the enemies of course and the confrontations but yeah okay cool uh, uh, but, but what what do you think about like let's say you know if i was someone who wanted this and, and this thing to let's say i want to be a, a doctor or an engineer How would I analyze within myself if that's what I really want? How would you guys think about it? Like, you know, with the career choices, it's it's a it puts a huge toll in a lot of adult adulting people. Who are you pertaining to? Ah, um, 
my career choices. What was the question again? Yeah, like how does how one how does one decide what they really want to to become in life or their goals? Um, I'm actually still in the process of like choosing career paths because um, the usual dilemma is what do I love doing and what do I have to do because usually dreams can be practical dreams can be ambitious and it's usually in the college state that um, we tend to really distinguish which one is the best for us and people go for the practical people go for the ambitious and the gray area is that they go for the both which is like good people like yeah like they they are lucky ones um for me it should be aligned with your personal advocacy in life Mm -hmm. there should be there you should um one meaning of life is to live for an advocacy and you have to be i have to have strong connections with it um just like me i advocate for um let's say a fairer system in life like yeah a fairer system in life and that and yeah that's why i took philosophy that's why i will be taking law to try to try and make changes in the society and that's my advocacy in life so i think your career path should be both um, something you would not regret and you don't bother. And if ever it's not really good when it comes to income, you don't really bother it. I mean, we will come to a sense now. Our, our jobs will be low paying, of course. But then you, ha- you, you have to be able to sustain yourself. Then, then find another job that is both um, fulfilling in terms of dreams and in terms of financials. Um, and actually the most important factor that I could really say and was really observe is that if you really love your job, hopefully it's moral and ethical. Okay, I, I do not, this is my advice is not in any way for people to pursue something that is immoral and unethical. Um, if you're happy about it, make sure that it's moral, ethical. You're not hurting yourself and others in the. Yeah, you know when I, I mean, I, when I met Eliza <laughs> the first time, she was studying about sex work. Actually, right? He, she mentioned it, and you know what the ethical parts there in in that in that work is. You know how how the the society. Uh, keep growing until it actually normalizes it i guess but what how did you how how has your research been on that eliza um i actually it was actually my thesis um for a class last term last year um it was more of legalizations of legalization of sex labor now i'm not talking um but when it comes to sex labor I will, um, there is a difference between consensual and forced. And I'm going to talk about consensual here. Um, usually the consensual ones are the ones mostly in, um, let's say, OnlyFans or like anything, the platform, any platform that 
promotes online sex. And it's, um, I am arguing for its validity as a career because um, there are many factors that leads to sex work. And it's not, it's not, let's say, the best. It's not it's it's not the best work there is let's say at least because um i don't think people <laughs> i think sex work can um it's it's something uh we can all agree that it's not a norm in a society i guess it's but you know but you can't like since. you can't eliminate people who like there could be someone out there who who when they they were at kids, you know, they oh hey, oh hey mommy, I want to be a porn star someday. Like there could be someone like that who actually wants to be in the in the sex sex industry. You know, it's I guess it's part. It could be a possibility, right? It's not that sex work doesn't yeah. require talent it could be a possibility it's really hard to do that you know ah, all those people are you like, in in Pornhub it's it's really hard what it they do talent. it does yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it requires investment actually it's a yeah it's yeah. an expensive industry and people will do it because they like it and it's money making I think mm-hmm. they like it so I I am for the warrant of warranting of it as a career because I wanted to be part of the state. I actually used the theory of utilitarianism by J.S. Mills and we try to legalize sex work, not because for the society, but because the people who do it are happy. Mm-hmm. And because they're happy, because they're happy, they can actually contribute to the society. Because sex work can be also an economical factor. It can be mm-hmm. part of tourism. Now, if it's part of tourism, if it makes the country grow, then what do you do to pay those workers? You actually give them government um, benefits. You give them rights. Because the reason why people get to... people abuse sex workers because they don't have rights because they're considered illegal why because of the discriminatory mm-hmm. um discrimination that a lot by, of by tourism okay. what, what do you mean like uh, like for example belle delphine is in you in the uk so like oh i want to go to the uk because i want to see belle delphine is that how, what tour, the, how the tourism part works like can you explain explain that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I've been in no no. no I feel free. Um, I've been to Amsterdam. I've been to the um their sex tourism. I forgot the specific um specific name, but I've been to the sex their sex tourism part in Amsterdam, and their and it's actually one of the the things that tourists go to so it's economically beneficial and they they are using utilitarianism now um what makes it fulfilling i guess for the sex workers is that first you cannot take you cannot take pictures you cannot take videos because mm-hmm. it's also for the well-being of workers because they go there for either personal reasons maybe they go there for like a side job or like they don't want their parents to know that's why it's illegal 
for the ca for cameras uh, for for to for you to use the cameras. Um, they I I actually um, people actually bouncers actually find people who take illegal actions against sex workers, mm -hmm. and I think that's a um, and I think that's a good um, that's a good start for them because that means they're validating something that makes them happy yeah They're and sex trying. working doesn't have to be an all-female industry like you know when i w watched magic mike like i was so inspired because like <laughs> it's not it's because like men can actually be in this industry and actually give joy to you know women that need this kind of uh i guess happiness in their lives right like how about you lance like what do you think of magic mike I think he watched. Oh, I, I haven't seen Magic Mike. Oh, you haven't he's watched it. from the memes that he's just, yeah, he's this male dancer. It's like, oh, I, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought it was funny. That's why I do Magic Mike jokes, but I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm surprised Eliza mentioned that she went to Amsterdam. That's so awesome. Like, how many countries have you gone to now? That's really interesting. Like, me. I envy you, dude. Uh, I just, uh, I was actually asked for my debut, debut. Like, if they asked me if I want to RK. have a party. <coughs> or like, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so. I got to Amsterdam to see the sex tourism for my birthday joke. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't participate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but how many countries? That is, it, did you just go to Amsterdam, or was it like a European tour? You know. Yeah, it was a European tour. Wow. I think we went to three to four countries. Damn. We were. I, I was really enjoying because I was sick the whole time because of the difference between times, mm -hmm. and it, I just realized I take long to recover from jet lag. Jet lag is that jet lag? Yeah. Because I wanted to sleep, but time was limited there, <laughs> so I couldn't sleep, couldn't rest. Awesome. Like, yeah. what countries did you go to? The first, the the one, the country that really that we really we resided on was Netherlands. Then we went to France, then to Germany, then to Belgium. Basically, that's it. Uh, we just took the train to go to those countries. So yeah, it was it was nice. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what? What do you? What are your dream travel plans? I guess. Like, how about you, bro? Where Where do you want to go someday? Where do I want to go? Somewhere in the future? Yeah. Like. Pick any place like Antarctica. Uh, <laughs> yo, I, I wanna go. I wanna go to Africa. <laughs> Amen, bro. Yeah, the Sahara I Desert. Wa I wanna experience. Yeah, I wanna. I wanna. I wanna experience that. You know, uh, living with the wild kind of shit. I, I know it's crazy, but I've I've been following this guy on Instagram where he is part of the pack of lions. So it's just inspirational how yeah. one you can be with other animals. So I I, yeah. I wanna do that. Cool, cool. How yeah, about you, like Carla? Wildest, like... <laughs> that's it. That is, that's awesome. <laughs> um, 
I just want to leave. Actually, I want to leave in Japan and just be an anime character. <laughs> no, Sounds pretty good, Jimmy. What category, though? <laughs> <laughs> of course, oh. hentai. I'm just kidding. You know, I know. No, no, no. All right, you're gonna cut that out too. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. So, how about you, Eliza? Like, what other countries do you want to go to? I think for me at the moment, I am really inspired of Moana. So, probably and somewhere in Polynesia, probably Hawaii, because I really love the culture. Yeah. At least Hawaii, Hawaii, not American Hawaii. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to be an island girl? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but dude, you're already in islands, right? Like, what's the difference between these Polynesian countries with the biomes here in the country? It's probably less polluted there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and less toxic people. And less toxic people. <laughs> Okay, well, um, yeah, okay, but one last question to all of you because we're we're over an hour now. Um, I guess you know, we, we're just young, young kids, I guess you know, we're 20, 20, 20s, you know, yeah, just say kids, just say kids, <laughs> yeah. So, um, being in this country that you say has toxic people, um, I, I don't, I, I, I totally agree, there are some. Uh, characters here that deserve that label yeah but not all but to me you know like i look at the filipino people and there are uh, there are so many who waste their potential right especially playing mobile games you know and spending their time the arts the arts yeah the arts they have to focus more yeah especially the arts yeah Yeah. What, what, what do you guys think yeah, there's a lot of untapped and apparently wasted potential here because uh, it's restricted by the upper levels of the of the hierarchy. Unfortunately, those that are supposed to <laughs> promote this kind of thing are the ones restricting it, you know. And um, it's just it's just a waste because there's so much potential here. Like what you said, in other forms of sport, right? But then yeah. it's unsupported or unrecognized. Even in research, we aren't that supported or recognized. We have senators who don't like research. <laughs> so, you know, You're smart. It, it's hard. It, there's a lot of barriers. Like, can you really blame people getting out of here because they want to pursue these kinds of innovations and developments mm-hmm. and then later complain at them. Yeah. Like, Why didn't you stay and help your countrymen? Yeah. But it, they're not helping them in the first place. Right? So it's a one-sided toxic relationship. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. What, when you mentioned about the immigration part, you're totally right. And I think that we need to like make the system or give incentives for people to stay mm-hmm. here. You know, that, that because if the best people, best, you know, like, uh, I guess parts of the population would prefer to go out of the country, then well, we're never really going to progress that much compared to if people decide to stay and actually want to live here. I completely agree with you. I, yeah. I completely agree with you. I like this country, but it's more than incentive. It's We have to really improve the system from the inside because if it's just incentive, it, it feels like... A, um, it's more of like a band-aid solution, you know. Mm, like mm-hmm. we have to start from the grassroots movement, like the appreciation, the perspective on the mm-hmm. arts, 
and the on the mobile gaming yeah yeah you do you i mean it's a growing it's a progressing world you can't stop it you can't say that the, the only sports are i know is basketball baseball those are sports just not the only kind <laughs> yeah so but yeah, okay how about like you that. eliza what do you think about uh, how about the the toxicity Hello? in this country and the wasted potential Mm, uh, I used to joke about it. Like most toxic people are boomers, and we gotta end them <laughs> by force. <laughs> joke. Uh, um, I think it would also um, be embedded on the education system that we have. There are no emphasis on personal growth. There's no emphasis on individuality the beauty of individuality and that is why we tend to forget that sometimes um sometimes we're not just working for the world but we're also working for ourselves um most toxic people probably like boomers millennials like upper degrees of millennials would actually want to conform to the standards of their world but this is a very this world that we have at the moment is very it's turning into a liberalistic kind of generation and the only things that are stopping us are people (laughs) in power who are actually also millennials and boomers so if people don't really change their mindsets they will forever be like that even liberals can be toxic as well mm-hmm. too much too extreme liberalism and extreme conservatism can be toxic as well anything extreme is toxic anything not extreme is toxic because if you stay silent you are also contributing to the problem now what we want are healthy individuals and actually something that I would really want to advocate for is the normalization of let's say mental health because I kind of believe the toxicity is embedded on an unresolved issue that you had it cannot just grow from anywhere you cannot just be toxic from somewhere you know it has to start somewhere um, um, like the more it smells, you know, you have to realize that there is a thing, an object that starts and causes that. And you have you have to provide solutions for that. Because if you don't, then you will disturb others. Then you will pass the smell on to others. And that's something that is not sustainable. So toxicity is not just, um, is not, I think, is, is a problem for Filipinos on the basis of their individuality. There are unresolved issues. There are mindsets that they think are right. There are values that they think are right. Um, And there are things that they don't really consider. It also applies to our generation. We can be toxic because sometimes we're vocal. Sometimes we think we're right. Every liberalistic idea is right, but no. Um, we also need to reconsider the conservative views, but that doesn't mean that we have to conform. 
critical thinking is a very very good uh very good solution to toxicity yeah but ultimately i would say you know like education should be the medicine for that i guess because you know education is supposed to like help you discover your individuality you know your potential and think about your choices and whatnot but so far education sucks here right <laughs> it's not like it's not enough right now and we i guess we i i would i always wanted to like apply changes to it but you know leave it to someone who actually wants to be a teacher someday but <laughs> yeah but um no i i think everybody has the potential to change apply change you don't just yeah rely on educators because not all educators can be relied on and not none all educators are unreliable um, non, yeah unreliable so i think we have so much education there is just no application of education mm-hmm. that's cool well yeah everyone like um i just want to say thank you so much for being on the podcast uh i totally loved the conversation that was awesome so that's the end of it thanks for tuning in guys this is your host Elmo Ador Jr and thank you for listening in and please subscribe please follow us on Facebook please, please follow this please thanks it takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car like cooking but without the frozen dinner easy way out eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. Whether it's a vintage Italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a German luxury car that's as complicated as Oma's Rouladen, to cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. Products sold separately.